In the U.S., we consume over 95 million dozen of this in a year. We scramble, fry, poach, boil, and baste them. We eat them well done or runny. We bake them, make sauces out of them. They add color to our pastries. They have endless applications. We're talking about the incredible edible egg. This is Yoma's Cooking Cast. You're listening to Yoma's Cooking Cast, a podcast dedicated to teaching home cooks how to improve their skills in the kitchen and share a mutual appreciation for food. Welcome to Yoma's Cooking Cast. My name is John Favreau. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Andre Fernandez. (laughs) Yes, please do. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're going to keep that. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's Andre and Yoma. (laughs) Welcome to Yoma's Cooking Cast. Uh, we're excited. We're going to talk about the egg today. Uh, James, you want to, do you want to talk sure. about it first? Do you I like, like eggs. eggs. Are you even an egg person? Every day. Okay. Three eggs almost every day for breakfast. Oh and God. that's a healthy breakfast. Your cholesterol Perfect. must be fantastic <laughs> because it has healthy yeah. fat. Well. So take that doctors. <laughs> so <laughs> eggs have been a staple in my home since I can remember. Uh, growing up, we had them for breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner because we were poor. I laughed, but we did this. One of the earliest memories uh, was eating uh, sunny side up eggs with toast and then running the bread along the plate to pick up uh, any of the the yolks left behind. So we never had yolks left behind. Uh, That's the best part. It's just, it's, it's, oh, it's the fat. It's just, it's flavor. mm -hmm. It's good. Agreed. I, uh, I would have to say eggs are probably very high up on my list of my favorite foods um, that are not meat items i guess you know they taste good they've got a lot of versatility there's um is that the right word versatility versus versatility versatility you know they they have so much variety in texture you know you can hard boil them put them in salads for lunch um you know we eat breakfast sandwiches all the time i mean america consumes breakfast sandwiches constantly and it's literally a fried i guess a hard fried egg or a scrambled egg. I mean, soft-boiled eggs are amazing. It's it's just, you describe, it's like a little morsel with just fat, runny yolk on the inside. You add a little salt, and it's just, it's amazing. And, you know, it's a binder for everything. Like, I'm not a very good baker in particular, but I know it's a great binder. You know, we like meatloaf in this house, so it's it helps keep all that together. You know, sometimes I'll make random vegetable dishes that I kind of want as more like a bread style, I guess you can call it, right? Like we'll make like a, you know, a casserole type yeah. dish with broccoli. And it's, it's the binder that helps keep everything together. It's just, they're filled with protein. They're delicious. They're filling. I mean, if you had a deviled egg, deviled eggs are so good. It's literally like, it is an egg with mustard, relish, salt, pepper, and bacon. Mm, bacon. I know. Just it's so good. It's I, I don't know that many things that are equally good with sugar as they are with mustard. Can you think of some? <laughs> well, there's a ton of common uses for eggs that we can go through, but some things that we probably take for granted um, that have egg in them or normally would have egg in them would be a little bit of unknowns or uncommon items would be like homemade mayo. So it's like egg yolks and um, oil. Um, and the egg yolks are going to emulsify 
um, all of that stuff together and find oh, it. Yeah. Um, and then hollandaise and Bernays sauce, which is like a step away from mayo. So it's egg yolks and, and clarified butter. And now the difference between hollandaise and a Bernays sauce, normally hollandaise is like for breakfast, if you're having eggs Benedict, um, that's, you know, your acid comes from uh, like hot sauce or lemon. And then you have some people put paprika and a couple different flavors. So it's real simple, but a Bernays sauce is basically the same steps as a hollandaise, but you use it for like your steaks. So there's um, red wine vinegar, tarragon, typically shallots, some garlic sometimes if you want. A little, couple more aromatics in there. Um, and then aioli, which is a mayo with garlic. Um, but also, like you mentioned, in baking, um, a lot of people might not know this, but the reason you put eggs into cakes is to create moisture for those cakes so they're nice and spongy. Um, obviously, egg whites will give you more of like air incorporation if you whisk, whip them. Um, but whole eggs give you, you know, like the density and the um, and some and some sponginess and also leavening. Leavening. This, I always assume that they wanted us to add egg, so I don't just eat the batter, <laughs> and so it makes its way into the pan to so, be baked. Yeah, because so it's not just oil and and flour and sugar. <laughs> and that's it. Which is, you know, just basically, uh, we if we ever make desserts, which aren't too often in this house, but when we do. Easily the best part is whatever's left over on, you know, the, um, it's the correct term, the mixer. Yeah. Like, like licking the bowl if, as a kid. Oh my God. So as a kid, as an adult, <laughs> Shannon made whoopie pies for my birthday. And that's literally what I did after I like almost make it to the oven. So, <laughs> ah, like just licking the side <laughs> of this massive bowl. Uh, like I was a yeah. five-year-old and you know what? No regrets. <laughs> Even the stomach pain was worth all of it. So, so some yeah. of the common uses, um, obviously breakfast is like the biggest contributor to eggs in my family and in the way I grew up, and I'm sure in a lot of people's in the United States. Um, Same. And, yeah. But we talked, um, what's your favorite way of uh, cooking eggs, Andre? So I would say my favorite eggs is probably soft-boiled eggs, just because it's, um, for me, it's a very nostalgic thing. We ate a lot of eggs in my house as a kid. Um, and I don't know, there's something really satisfying about just like sunny side up eggs. Like when you cut the top, you know, when you cut into a soft boiled egg and it just kind of spills out, like it's, it's, it's fun. Is it weird to say yeah. that it's fun still even, you know, you just kind of watch that everything that's kind of mm -hmm. spill out. It's just so good. I mean, I've, I've, uh, recently discovered putting Montreal seasoning on it, which is such a simple thing. It's just basically salt, pepper and more pepper I'm guessing is in Montreal seasoning. Um, but it's so good with eggs. So I'm, I'm the same way you are. I'll add, add a little bit of Montreal seasoning and I'm basically like scooping up the leftovers with a piece of toast. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we eat a lot of eggs, uh, over easy in my house. I am a big fan of omelets and scrambled eggs. And if you ever go to breakfast with me, 9.9 .9 out of 10 chance that I'm going to be getting either an omelet or some version of an omelet or frittata or something like that. I do like a sunny side up egg or over easy egg. Um, but it just depends on my mood. But my go-to is like usually scrambled eggs. So like in the mornings, I'll do like we talked in the last podcast, I put like a lot of vegetables, uh, mushrooms being one of them to create, give it some mm -hmm. meatiness and some texture and then onions, tomato, peppers, a little bit of garlic. If I'm feeling, you know, frisky and <laughs> <laughs> um, scramble the eggs and a little bit of cheese or tahini seasoning. Cause I like that little chili, salty lime flavor. Um, and then make tacos out of it. But um, so, yeah, scrambled eggs is like my absolute go-to. So I, 
I got in a, uh, I was schooled recently because I was wondering why it was that there wasn't a, or at least it didn't feel like a super Americanized version of like breakfast nachos. And I think you corrected me on that. I, I know a few people correct me on that one, but you think about it and you're like, breakfast tacos are pretty common mm-hmm. at this point. Breakfast burritos are super common. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense why there aren't like breakfast nachos. It sounds fantastic. And I guess there's a dish called a chacuile. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually know the name of the dish. What is it called? Hold on. We're going to look it up real quick. Mother of God. What is that? Chilequiles. Chilequiles. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But it's. It's like it's it's a genius idea. It's it's freaking breakfast nachos. Like how yeah. can you go wrong? It's eggs and bacon on top of tortilla chips. I mean, like fantastic. I, Shannon and I are very very partial. I would say to eggs Benedict, even though Shannon no longer eats bacon. So usually we'll get like one that's got a turkey ham or something like that, or turkey with it instead. But it just so many good things, right? English muffin. It's like <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Chilequiles. That's somehow that still sounded more Spanish than when I can say it. (laughs) But well, you know, you've got your English muffin that's it's like nice and crispy. It's got the little caverns in it. You know, it picks up all the the hollandaise sauce. Um, Canadian bacon is just it's bacon. It's I I realize it's technically ham, but it's still bacon in my eyes. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> and then a poached egg, right? Poached egg is just so similar to the soft-boiled egg, but with a just a the texture on the outside is a lot lighter, I guess. A poached egg, you're cracking it into crack. you know water solution, water um, versus yeah. the soft-boiled, you're leaving it in the shell. Um, but so there's a restaurant in Chicago that I had probably that my the my best or the best poached egg. It was a red wine poached egg, um, eggs Benedict, and it was in a place called the Publican. Um, up in Chicago, we had that for brunch, and it was freaking awesome. And then they come out all purple because it's you know poaching the red wine. Um, oh, and yeah. I was like, man, this is and it was so good. It's so much better than it than you would imagine it to be. Um, but there's the acidity of the of the wine, and then there's the fat of the yolks, and then it came on you know like a pumpernickel toast, and it was freaking great. Well, there's this little beach restaurant not too far from Shannon and I, and the outside looks super seedy and. Uh, just, you know, even on the inside, the inside, like, all the furniture is really old. It's got those, like, um, those ceiling tiles that are... Falling? Uh, they're help- <laughs> yes. I was going to say, what's that thing when the water drips through it? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's this little, like, divey-looking place. And we had, you know, we had just moved to the area. We're driving around looking for a breakfast place. We were actually intended to go somewhere else. And then we saw this line out front. And we're like, well, it must, you know. And it's it, it's a bunch of what seemed to be regulars or, or uh, townies, I guess. So we stopped and decided we were going to try it out. And I mean, it was fantastic. And I mean, it's now to the point where they would have an hour wait and would go like, well, I guess we should have packed a snack for breakfast. Because <laughs> um, we'll always wait. It's just so, it's so good. When you find something like that and it's solid, you always yeah, go back. Sure. So the sunny well, you know, side up egg, huh? You know, that's what I was going to say. The, I'm told often... That I do not make a good sunny side egg. How do you make your sunny side egg? So how I make the sunny side egg is I heat up the pan. Usually I'll use either a little bit of butter, oil, or cooking spray. Just whatever's, however I'm feeling that day. I'll let the pan warm up just a little bit. 
I will crack the egg into the pan. The egg starts to whiten a little bit up on the bottom. And I'll move it to a lower heat, and then I will put a lid on it. And I try and let it cook with the lid on a little bit. Um, so my wife always tells me I burn the edges. Personally, I think I make a fantastic sunny side up egg, so I can't really <laughs> complain. Um, but I imagine that there are probably people out there who cannot replicate a sunny side egg up as well as they can get out. So is there a trick to this? What, you know, how do, how do you make it and not torch the bottom or how do you not overcook your yolk? Like what, what... well, the, the, you'll never flip over a sunny side up egg. And I, what, what my favorite thing about like the sunny side up, up and over easy, over medium, over hard eggs, the, the, what their name is the directions of how to cook them. Right. So, um, obviously a sunny side up, you're going to leave it on one side, but you had it right. You, you, heat up the pan very little bit and then gradually cook the egg. Um, but a little trick might be before or even in place of having to put a lid on it is using a spatula or a spoon and moving the egg whites a little bit more to the outside so they cook maybe a little thinner. Um, I grew up putting a little water and then the lid on it and then essentially steaming it, which is, I guess it's more common now to do in you know, considered sunny side, but a true sunny side up, you shouldn't be covering it. Um, yeah, really. So ironically enough, I grew up the same way. So when I, when my mom made it, uh, as a kid, I always noticed that it almost looked like it had a, uh, like a yep. pink hue yep. over the yolk. So that's, that's how I always learned to cook it because that's. So the yolk is technically was pretty made. much raw. You're just cooking the egg whites until they're, um, just done. So they're not too rubbery. Um, but another option mm-hmm. might be instead of covering it, if you have enough, if you're using like butter or if you're using enough oil. Um, you can baste mm-hmm. the egg whites um, a little bit from in the pan. It's just fancy. Yeah. And then from there, if you want it to do, you know, an over easy egg, you flip it over 20 seconds, it's over easy. You want it for over medium, you do the same thing. Instead of 20 seconds, go like 40 seconds. You want it over hard, crack that yolk and flip it and let it cook, um, you know, and, and do that. So I, I have to say I'm also a big breakfast uh, sandwich person just because simplicity. Mm-hmm. So I would do that a lot at meal yeah. prep, right? So if I'm bringing something to work, it's really easy to make a breakfast sandwich ahead of time, put it in a bag, and it reheats well. I would usually wrap it in a paper towel and, you know, nuke it for 20, 30 seconds or something like that when you get to work, right? Just to warm it up. Um, but that's how I would do it. I, w- I will make an egg uh, over hard, yeah. if that's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. term to use, right? Uh, which is, I always feel like I know that I'm making it correctly. I know it's like a breakfast sandwich if I go to, like, a McDonald's. But I always feel like I'm ruining an egg. Every single time <laughs> that I do it, I'm like, uh just because I know that the yolk is just it's just such a delicate and delicious piece and I'm just torching yeah. it uh, no, I get it uh, so I have two two questions and they're more like one of them is a preference question one's more of like a technique question uh, when do you yeah. season your eggs so I season my eggs usually closer to the end um, I, I guess honestly it depends on when I'm making it. So I would say if I'm making scrambled eggs, sometimes I may add a little bit of pepper or salt in beforehand. Um, if I'm making like an over easy egg, I don't season it until it's almost done. Right. Some people like season it's... eggs like in the container that they've either scrambled it in or they're like, you know, hold it before they put it in a pan. I think that's crazy. Um, well, so I, I was doing that and then I noticed that I was like drastically changing the color of my egg. Yeah. And it just felt sketchy. Um, and since I, 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 I think it was something I started in college and it was probably more of like ease of execution. Oh my God, I'll just throw everything in here mix it in a bowl. And then I would cook it and my eggs would just get like a funky hue yeah. to it. Almost like, 
sometimes a grayish hue and i'm like um i already bought this from a sketchy walmart (laughs) i don't know if (laughs) could this be the food or did i season it like this granted it didn't stop me from eating it it just made me feel uncomfortable about eating it. yeah i think if you well if you season them too early they're going to start drawing all the moisture out of it and your eggs are going to be a little more runny not as um it won't hold up as well yeah really so i guess with that with that feedback if i were using something like an egg white or like an egg beaters, knowing that it, um, knowing that it always tends to be a little waterier. If I wanted to reduce some of that, would seasoning it earlier? No, I think up? the problem is if you're seasoning it too soon, if you're seasoning it and then waiting, heating up your pan and then putting it in, you're you're speeding up the process for water to be in the pan versus it cooking out while it heats up. I don't know how. Got it. Um, I'm sure there's more technical ways to say it, but you know we're not scientists here. Um, no, it's, it's, we we just like yeah, to eat, just bro. Gluttons. Um, <laughs> That's it. So yeah, like, but you're right. You know, throw it in, start cooking it. About uh, and again, it, it kind of comes to a per- preference point. You can once it starts cooking, go ahead and put some salt in there. But I usually do it towards the middle or end of what I'm doing, um, so that we get it in there. Oh, so next question: When you're making scrambled eggs, when do you scramble your eggs? So I would say I start scrambling my eggs the moment that I noticed it's starting to um, cook a little bit on the bottom. So I've gotten to the point where like I'll dump it in the pan, like I'm going to make an omelet and I start to see that, uh, that like ring form around the side a little bit. And then I start kind of scooting it all towards the middle. And then I let the the egg run out to the sides and then it starts to harden. And then I start to do that again. Because I personally, I like my scrambled eggs to be almost more like a, I don't want to call it a mushy omelet, but I don't know how else to describe it. Like I'd rather be one or two like formed pieces of egg instead of like a hundred little bits of cooked scrambled egg. Does yeah, that make makes sense? sense? So but most places, most restaurants and hotels, almost all of them, when you order an omelet or you order like scrambled eggs, chances are you're going to get like the boxed egg. So that's all it's, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly normal egg. It's just conveniently packaged, convenience packaged and, um, easier for portioning it's already yeah, pre-scrambled, well, it's pre-scrambled right? you know it's but as it looks it's all yellow and um mm. you know being in the industry for so long and growing up eating that kind of um product i was conditioned to like oh you know eating that kind of egg and uh i think maybe about a year or two ago i was like making more eggs at home and i you know i do the same thing i heat up the pan throw the eggs in start cooking them and as they're the whites start to cook i start scrambling it in the pan and um and it creates more of like levels of scramble instead of like um minced egg you know what i mean yeah i was gonna say the little little, the little yeah. bits um so and but yeah. it creates like white and yolk and white and yolk and and um that's what i grew up with and i forgot about that and i was like man this is delicious um and i think it just tastes the texture is better the fl- flavor is better um but that's one of my favorites it's just to scramble it in the pan as it's cooking and then pulling it as it's like 80% to 85% done and letting just letting it mm. finish in the pan. Uh, overcooked eggs are just blech. I know. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, um, I definitely eat probably egg whites, you know, like uh, egg beaters or, or liquid substitute eggs, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Uh, probably more often than, I don't want to say that I should, um, but more often than I enjoy. Just because, you know, you when you get something like that, it's generally lower caloric content. It's got the same amount of protein. Yeah. It has a lot of, it's still the same good fats and things in it. So, but because I eat so many eggs, it makes me feel less like I'm going to die in my mid-30s. <laughs> yeah. um, 
even even if it is just me, I think more of a mental thing, right? Because I mean, there are people who there's an entire diet right now dedicated to people eating a stick of butter uh, with a ribeye for every meal. Jesus. So, and they somehow are surviving mm-hmm. and they're thriving. Ketosis, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, I'm the same way. I buy egg whites uh, or egg beaters because they don't have they're, they yeah. don't have the yolk, but they have like the same consistency in some in some ways. Um, but every now and then, I'll throw like an egg and then egg beaters to like substitute, so I'm not eating, you know, four or five f-ing eggs. Um, yeah. Oh, I do the exact same thing. That's that, that's what I do. I, I make. I've gotten to the point now where I'll be eating. I call it a second lunch because I don't normally eat breakfast food at breakfast yeah. time. I'll eat. I'll eat an hour from now, basically, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's what I would do. I, I would throw in like, instead of eating five eggs, I'm like, well, I could probably just make 10 eggs if I use egg whites and it's only like 150 calories and I don't feel so bad about this omelet that takes up two plates. <laughs> Started cooking it in a pizza tray. It's the only thing that makes sense. You use a pizza pan that's 16 inches and you just <laughs> fold over your omelet once it cooks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not doing that. Although... It's not the worst idea, <laughs> which actually is a perfect segue. We have started eating a lot of quiches and I don't, I, I know, you know, probably the proper way to make this or if I'm, I'm, it's not wrong, I guess how I'm eating it. Cause it tastes fine. So, but the, the egg in the oven is so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we're probably going to talk about, we have to talk about frittatas, but we, uh, you know, my wife and I will make quiche all the time and I'll just take you know, a cup of Greek yogurt, I don't know, five, six, seven eggs and make kind of a custard out of it, you know, cook up some vegetables, put that at the bottom, throw the egg custard in there and cheese and bake it. And it turns out awesome. And it's, you know, it doesn't taste like an overcooked egg. It tastes like a nice soft scrambled egg on the inside. You know, um, I've, the onion brings out a lot of sweetness. So I've been trying to balance that out with a little bit of more pepper or salt. Um, but it just, it turns out so freaking good every single yeah. time. I mean, I'll, I'll make one on Saturday and we'll eat it probably clear till Tuesday if it survives that long. Yeah. No, those things are great for when you make them at home, you have them for a while. But yeah, a, a traditional quiche will have um, cream or milk and, and eggs as your custard. And then a lot of people put like uh, Parmesan cheese in there um, and then their vegetables and seasoning stuff and bake it into a crusted pan. Um, or you could do a crustless and you bake it into like a mold, a silicone mold. They're easy, uh, the best because they just pop out. Um, but the yogurt idea is great because you're kind of enhancing it, um, you know, to to your liking, and it's a little, maybe a little bit healthier than cream. <laughs> well, my big thing too is I've noticed if I have cream, I me being lactose intolerant does not agree with me. But for whatever reason, Greek yogurt does not seem to bother huh. me so much. So I can kind of have that balance of. I can eat it. It works really well as a thickener because it's the consistency is just so much thicker than yeah. adding a cream. Um, and it, you know, doesn't make me want to die. So all in all, it's, um, it's a huge positive in my book. The not dying right, thing that is. So coming so. from, um, uh, coming from the background of like sports, not nutrition, but sports food service, um, with the NFL mm-hmm. and, um, and corporate dining in general, the personal frittatas has been, an ever-growing thing maybe the last uh, 10 years. Um, so these silicone molds that you can get pretty much anywhere now, especially on Amazon, you know, four-inch a four-inch silicone mold that's intended for, like, muffins, you can put your scrambled eggs with some seasonings and all your stuff in there, whether you want, like, bacon, or 
bacon, broccoli, cheddar frittatas, which are mm. fantastic. Throw them in there and you bake them. And then, um, you know, for our, our breakfast eaters out there, they can have those in the fridge for the next three days and have one or two, whatever your desired need is. And then from there, you can make sandwiches out of them if they're not too too high up. Um, but it's a great base to, like, start making sure you have, you know, t- in, a, in a world where everything's time crunched and you don't have time to do certain things, if you do a little bit of meal prep, you're set for the next couple of days. Well, and that's that's such a good idea because – Honestly, that's very selfishly one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast is because if not, um, my simple would be eating egg sandwiches every single morning um, because it's the convenience of it. You know what I mean? I can I can take an egg sandwich or I can make, you know, three of them pretty much at once. Right. You can take a three egg omelet. You make make a three egg omelet, slice the egg three ways, yeah. you know, put all the stuff in the toaster, be done with it. And then you've meal prepped a few days out ahead of time um, and it doesn't really take any more time that's a freaking great idea. Like I'll probably start doing that in the morning for frittatas. And thankfully, because I have a young child, we already have molds because we make oh, baby nice. foods. <laughs> so, so now that he's starting to step up the game to some solids, I can start taking all of his old stuff and make adult food and baby shapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be at my desk. Someone's going to be like, Hey, are you eating a, uh, you're eating a star and heart? <laughs> <frittata?" laughs> Why? Well, yes, I am. And it's delicious. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> They're like, is it a Mickey Mouse shaped? <laughs> Maybe. What can I say? My kid likes Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> That's great. Pe- Pe- Peppa Pig oh, shaped, great. which is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they'll understand that it's Peppa Pig. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. Hmm. Yama, sunny side up egg. Can we talk about some of the wonderful applications for it? For a sunny side up egg? Sure. Um, So obviously putting it on a burger. Breakfast. breakfast, Yeah. (laughs) Breakfast is like the big one. Um, If you're not eating them for breakfast, then you could definitely have them for lunch. Um, So yeah, uh, hamburgers have been hugely enhanced with with, um, fried egg on top for many years now. But um, it's it's such an easy thing. And people, I don't know why people don't do it more frequently. We had a, there's a restaurant in Chicago called the Bad Apple, and um, and there's two of them, the Bad Apple and there's Kuma's Corner, and they had um, probably the best burgers I've ever had, and they would put fried eggs on them, and it was just phenomenal. But that you bite into it, and not only is there like the fat from the burger and the bacon, but now you have that egg yolk. It's it's an absolute mess, but it's worth it. So you know what it reminds me of? You know when you bite into like that New York slice of pizza. And you've got like the grease that runs down the side of your hand <laughs> yeah. or so, so a buddy of mine has coined it the, the orange goodness. <laughs> like I feel like the egg yolk is the orange goodness of a egg yeah. burger. I don't know how to describe it. Like you bite into it, like half your face is covered, yeah. you know, it's like your hand is a hot mess and it's so delicious. Uh, there's a place not too far from us that does that same thing. They're, they're known for their top burgers and one of them they make, I think is called uh, the heart attack burger. Oh, but it's like, like that's approachable. It, it's, yeah, it's, it makes sense, right? But it, but in in their defense, it's like uh like four slices of cheese, four pieces of bacon, and then a hard boiled egg on top of a half pound, you know, burger. So it's a it's it's a pretty intense meal. But that's the one Shannon will always get, and just I, I think that's probably her favorite part is she doesn't even try and split it first. She wants that that bite. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's the, that's the beginning, the the best part. That's it. And the rest is just downhill from there once it's gone. 
And then um, obviously growing up, you had a, what you like to call the comida de puta. Um, mm, so so for those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's basically um, long grain rice steamed and then with a fried egg on top. And then you cut the yolk and cut the egg and mix it all together. Um, it's, it's, you know, we grew up in a, well, you're missing one very pivotal, pivotal ingredient. It always gets ketchup. Yeah, it always gets ketchup. That's true. Yeah, I put the ketchup after. But I, yeah. don't, I don't know why it always gets I don't ketchup. Know why either. I grew up the same exact way. <laughs> so it's, and it must be like a low, like a low income Hispanic food thing because, yes. you know. So, those of you who don't know James and I, James is, are you half Puerto Rican? Um, I'm not blood Puerto Rican at all, but I was born and raised there for a while and then raised in South Florida. Whatever, yeah. it counts. You're, you, you grew up in the, the vicinity. Right. Yeah, I'm okay. from Puerto Rico. So I'm, I'm Cuban, and I'm a first-generation American, and so a lot of the stuff that I ate was, you know, Cuban influence. And though my mom basically cooked all things, there were a few things that were Cuban dishes that we, that we grew up eating that was just, it's just, it's a comfort food. And again, also, more than likely a broke Spanish thing. But I think that's probably a really... Uh, probably a really common theme for most of the islands, right? Because, I mean, resources are limited and, you know, there's probably more poverty than not. Yeah, and so, rice and eggs are cheap, so... Super cheap, which kind of ties to their name. It's cheap, it's cheap and fast, if you guys are catching yeah. the drift. So, but it's delicious. It's such a good... Like, that's a comfort food thing. I show that to my wife. And sometimes it's even like, you know, if we have cooked rice and we don't know what to do for dinner, we just make comida de puta. It's just oh, it's so good. So Well, to, to kind of play off of that, we, what we do at home here, um, we'll cook off a bunch of rice and we'll do um, stir fries. We'll do different stir fries with different leftovers. So we had uh, a couple weeks, so we had like some flank steaks that we had left over and we had them already seared and pretty much cooked. I'm like, well, I don't want to have to like cook this and eat a well done. Uh, flank steak alone so we sliced it up really really thin got some veggies ready and then just made stir fry with the rice that we were had from like the day before um, so there's a lot of versatility as far as that's concerned i know this podcast is about eggs but you know there's there's your no, fried rice well, it, you put eggs in fried rice so there's the there's this the, that's how you connect the dots <laughs> <That's your time. laughs> connect the dots like that but you but you know what though i mean it is a it's it definitely is a it's something that once you notice it's in the food it's hard for you to notice uh, when it's not. I'm sorry. You always notice when it's not there. So if I go out somewhere, because I've gotten used to eating fried rice with egg in it, if I go somewhere that doesn't have an egg in it, it just feels or tastes off. So it's just it's one of those things. It, it belongs together. Whether people realize it or not, it yeah. belongs together. And um, speaking of uh, things that belong together, <laughs> eggs and meatloafs and, and like uh, meatloafs and uh, meatballs. Um, absolute oh, yeah. necessity you can do egg whites if you want to be healthier uh, but you know it's a- i don't feel like it binds as well though it, you know i tried that once where i'm like oh i'm gonna make a healthier version of this and it just it didn't it didn't work and at least in my opinion as well as it normally would. yeah and i think you'd have to adjust other things to make it some more similar you know in that substitute so whether it's um, more egg whites, so you can substitute out what you're missing from the yolks or putting more cheese or whatever it might be. Um, but, you know, things that are healthy that are spinning off something that's not healthy never taste as good as they normally do. Um, Stupid health foods. 
Um, but like, mm-hmm. oh, everybody's all like, oh, I'm trying to stay yeah. alive. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, meatloaf's uh, are great. And then um, I don't know when it was the last time I had a scotch egg was some like, a couple of years ago. I think it was one of the holidays with some friends up in North. In North. What is scotch a scotch egg? Scotch egg is a hard-boiled egg that's peeled and then it's covered in sausage and then fried or you can bake it but um you basically it's a cooked sausage or encased an egg in it um and it's absolutely delicious that sounds fantastic when you said a scotched egg i just assumed like it's a breakfast for alcoholics (laughs) yeah for drunk (laughs) you're like yeah pour myself like a like a heavy johnny walker and then i just start cooking that's hysterical. Uh, dad jokes. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know what a scotch egg is, though. That sounds fantastic. I'd make one. You can even. Could you do that with like ground beef? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Um, I would stick to sausage if you wanted to, but you know, whatever. Um, well, I'm thinking like home availability, like the chance. Yeah, of me it's, having... it's basically it's deep fried, and it's you know mincing a bunch of meat that covers the egg, and then um, that that process known as scotching. So that's what's going to create it. So you can do scotch egg with any kind of minced meat that you want. Um, but I've always had it with basically like sausage, like breakfast sausage, and it's freaking delicious. Now you can do a soft boiled egg um, so that when you do scotch it and fry it, it's still runny inside. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Do it on. Do I have to fry it? Yeah, you can bake yeah, yeah, it, but like you if you fry, fry it, you're going to get crispier outside without cooking the inside all the way. Nah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, I'm thinking from what I have at home, and again, when you say sausage, I'm assuming you mean like sausage meat or a removed yes, casing. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Sausage. Ground loose sausage. Okay. Got it. Okay. That makes one more sense. I'm like, I can only imagine the amount of heartache that you'd have to yeah. go through stuffing a sausage <laughs> with a hard boiled egg. <laughs> big, big casings you're going to have to... <laughs> Massive casings. Huge. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. That's a really good idea. That's one I would definitely... I've never had it. I would try it. There's, when it comes to food, there's not a whole lot of things that I won't try. What so. I do recommend is for people that like to shop around, if they're going to like fresh markets or they're going to um, maybe not your general well-known grocery stores, but um, like mm-hmm. around here, there's like a Latin market that they have um, quail eggs. They have sometimes they'll have duck eggs, and if you have if you have an ability to find or get some duck eggs or quail eggs, or uh, if you want to get even weirder and get like an ostrich egg or a goose egg, try those things out because they're all very different. Um, I had the pleasure to have duck eggs, which are freaking amazing. And then I had the not-so-pleasure of having a goose egg, which are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I was gonna, my issue with, with being, like, we have, a, we have a local restaurant in town that they do a different menu every week. And I don't know if they're, I imagine with everything that's going on with COVID, they're probably not open right now. But they would have a, most items were locally sourced, they would change their menu every single week. And when I first moved here, a buddy of mine said, if you're going to go, make sure you go on like Sunday or Monday. And the reason why is because they change their menu every Wednesday. And he's like, so Wednesday and Thursday, they're working out the kinks. <laughs> <laughs> by Friday and Saturday, they've usually got it pretty much down pat. And then he's like, by Sunday, it's like executions 100% on point. And then if you hit there by like Monday, Tuesday, there's a good chance they're not going to have whatever it is that you want it's because... Yeah. They're sold out, right? So my wife and I went, and they made this uh, pork belly with a quail egg. I don't know, a, a butternut squash smash something, something. And it was just, I mean, absolutely blew me away. It was so yeah. good. 
but you know you look at this quail egg it comes on the plate and it's like the saddest looking little thing <laughs> and it's so delicious but it's you know it's it it basically looked like somebody uh just shrunk a regular egg to a quarter yeah. of its size and in case yeah. you're wondering and duck eggs duck eggs are different in the fact that their yolks are a little bit richer and fat and they're more orange um and they're there's slightly more yolk than white ratio versus a chicken egg um so you're going to get more yolk and less um, whites um, as if you were you know get a regular chicken egg uh, when you crack it open now goose egg if you want to eat like a white rubber tire goose eggs the way to go <laughs> and honestly that you say the best part is crack it and throw it into the garbage can <laughs> yeah so i think well i made the mistake because I, I i should have bought more than one i was at a farmer's market and i was like i'm just gonna buy one They're, they weren't cheap um, and I, I should have bought more than once to do different ways of cooking it, but I fried it. Like I fried the duck eggs. The duck eggs were fantastic fried. Yeah. So I did a fried goose egg and the egg whites were like rubber plastic. It was so hard and so gross. It had, it was, just, it was nasty. So I think, I think uh, if you scramble it and then, you know, it, it might, be, it might better be a little better because of the fat and all that. But, um, I've always remembered goose eggs and I get kind of like PTSD when I think about it. <laughs> Like, like I feel like I'm gonna try, like I'm gonna Venmo you just so you can pick up a few, <laughs> and we're gonna record that. That's gonna be a podcast episode. Watch Yoma make himself sex with goose eggs. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about egg whites, um, and there's a lot of uses for egg whites. I think eggs are one of the most versatile ingredients, right next to like corn and like grains, like flour. Um, but meringue, there's three types of meringue: the Swiss, Italian, and French. Um, and they're depending on what your preferences, one of them's uh, not cooked, two of them are cooked, and um, and how you do them. But meringue is something I grew up with, and I maybe you did too. But like meringue cookies, oh, yeah, um, were always I wouldn't even think that my grandma used to buy those like little uh, they're super super fake, they're more sugar than anything, but they literally look like um, they look like flowers, but they're basically like baked, meringue. yeah, baked meringue. Yep, do you know what I'm talking yeah, like, like they're like baked they're... meringue cookies, they're like little rounds with like florets. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't call it a cookie because it just tastes like. It honestly just tastes like fluffy, if yeah. that makes sense. It tastes like fluffy sugar. <laughs> oh. And they would sell like in a clear pack, and there'd be like yeah, six. Of that's them. um, that's a meringue cookie. They're just called meringue cookies. They don't have flour or anything in them. Really, mm -hmm. they call meringue cookies. cookies. They're they're like piped by, out, and then by cookie standard, and then yeah. they're like baked or dried out. Um, so meringue is very similar to Pavlov, and the d biggest difference is. Pavlovs are um, typically flavored. If you want them to be flavored, they're kind of chewy in the inside. They're more softer on the inside. Meringues are like dried out, and um, they're they're made differently um, as far as like Swiss and Italian. They're almost and they're French, almost a little, uh, crispy. Crispy is kind of the yeah. One they're like powdery ones. almost. You like bite into them, and they've you know. Yeah. Poof. It sounds like you're biting into a chip. Is the weirdest <laughs> part about it, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. As a kid. And it was always, the funny part is as a little kid, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do as an adult. But as a kid, I remember going and I'd see these things. So my grandmother had this like little cookie jar, which I, I thankfully inherited because my aunt is amazing and gave it to me as a gift one year. Um, well, I'm sorry. My aunt gave it to my wife who gave it to me as a gift nice. one year. But this like little cookie jar was always filled with these super cheap fake Oreos, like the yeah. duplex ones. You know what I'm talking about? So my grandma would always keep that thing full and then she would always have meringues and I would eat like a handful of these little fake Oreos and then I would go to the meringues like I can't remember if I like these or not and then I would eat one and it would just be 
not fantastic after eating a hundred <laughs> fake Oreos. I don't know. I, I love meringues. They're um, no, they're... I do now. I want. Well, I feel like even if, eating them, I feel like is different. Like it's almost like you know how you you if you bite on one, you suck yes. on it a little bit. I feel like you you introducing the moisture makes them taste ten times better, in my yeah. opinion. I think if you're doing a dessert with um, and it's more modern now than I've seen it more now than before. But if you, if you make a dessert that's cake or ice cream is your base and you want some crunch and sugar in there, a meringue is a really great way to do it. And it don't have to be those little fluorescent. That's a real traditional thing, but you can lay meringue out and like spackle it on a pan and dry it in a, Mm -hmm. in a very low set oven. And it almost, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but it almost looks like drywall. (laughs) Like it's light, it's it's light, Mm. but it has like structure to it and you can break it. Sounds delicious. It's like really sweet drywall. But you can pipe it into anything. You can pipe it into like um, sticks and you know whatever, like rounds, squares, whatever the hell you want. Well, so so which is the meringue that would go on like uh, like a lemon meringue pie? That would be Italian meringue, I think. So I I have to say this is and this is part of where the upbringing or I guess the the introduction from both sides of the family is very different because of my my dad's side, my grandmother always had those meringues like I just described, and on my mom's side, my grandmother was made like the best lemon meringue pie i think i've ever had in my life but that's basically what it was you know you, it's it's that custard if that's the right term to use or like a tart on the bottom and then it's topped with meringue and then she would lightly brown it on top which was always very deceiving because it was lightly browned on top and as soon as you cut into it it was just like white and extremely fluffy and it was just soft and sweet and it really balanced well with the lemon part of it but yeah so i just i'm I've learned so much today. <laughs> now you can use any, I think when it comes to that application, any meringue would work. It, it, you're going to torch it at the end anyway. Um, but there's people that won't eat meringue because they, it's not cooked. Uh, but do they know it's delicious? Well, there is a, there is, you know, cooked versions of it. French meringue is the one that um, is not cooked. And then Italian, Italian, Got you it. have to cook it to like 230 degrees and Swiss is cooked in like a double boiler. Um, and you're whipping it as your you know, the sugar and, uh, and the egg whites, but mer- French meringue is like it's basically you put everything in the pan, you put the eggs in there, you whip until they're super stiff. You use that cream tar- mm-hmm. cream tartare as we talked about before, um, and then you yeah. start folding in the really fine sugar until it turns into this glossy, fluffy. It's, it's it is raw eggs, but when you dry it out, you know, 190 degree oven for however long you need, 185 degree oven, you're fine. Look, man, you know if Rocky can do it. Have you? Had, think, uh, I've I've eaten raw eggs. There, it's <laughs> you gotta you have to have a pretty low tolerance on your gag reflexes for that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, mm. No, I mean for the most part, I'm gonna go ahead. It, it just needs a. It needs to seem or at least look mildly cooked. Right. Like, you know, not a lot of things skeeve me in this world. It's one that I don't think I would do real well with. Oh, cool, man! I'm really excited. Actually, I'm still thinking about that frittata idea. Like, I'm gonna go break out. I know we have a muffin tin somewhere, so I'm gonna change the game and start using the muffin tin. I want to see a, or a, a star heart shaped frittata. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pour them in like a cookie cutter and put them on a a baking pan. <laughs> That's funny. We did not talk about one of the other extremely fantastic egg dessert options: the macaroon that became the mm-hmm. macaroon. Those the super fancy macaroons. It is the most expensive egg you'll eat in your life. <laughs> yep. 
with food coloring. Don't forget the food coloring. <laughs> I love macarons. Uh, they're fantastic. What, so how do they make those? It is really interesting, right? Because you get that real nice crisp on the outside. And then they like, they puff. Yeah, you, you, they bake at a very low temp. You have to have even heating. It's, it's You can't just do it all willy-nilly into any kind of oven. If you, if you, if you do it at home, you got to test, test your oven or rotate your items. But, you know, it's almond flour, sugar, and there's um, egg whites. You want those egg whites are going to create that puffiness so if for those who've never had pavlov it's in some ways it has this texture of the macaroon shell because it's like crunchy on the outside and soft in the center but macaroons you make little sandwiches or like little cookies pavlov you can make like pies out of it you make a yeah pie so pavlov is like the, the top of like a fruit pie you can make a fruit pavlov pie or you can do like small desserts um with like i had one in indiana um, of all places, which was fantastic. It was a blueberry pavlov with like chocolate fudge cake pieces and ganache and sorts of, all sorts of crap. And it was delicious. I do have to say, actually, I ate some pretty decent food last time I visited Indiana. I was in Indiana. Yeah, Indianapolis. I, don't know. Right. You know, I think people are just getting more creative or at least they are uh, looking at, I'm assuming that's a, a very old recipe or a very classic recipe. Correct. Which one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a 60s thing. Yeah. So I, I would think that probably, you know, people are realizing there's a lot of really good food that they're bringing back or at least they're trying to uh, modernize again. How far away is Indianapolis from Pawnee? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think no, Pawnee's a real place. <laughs> but I, but I, I have heard that Muncie is very nice this time of year. They did just get a Chili's, so nice. that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. They've had it for at least yeah. two years. <laughs> it's not an, an office. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 a, I have a friend who's, so one of my very good friends here is, uh, he's from like a suburb of Muncie, I believe. Okay. Or he went to college in Muncie. I, I want to say he's from a suburb. I know his brother lives there now, but he mentioned that, uh, when they got a Chili's, I think that it was like, like the game had changed for Muncie they were like oh my god we finally had or I'm sorry it was when they got an Outback he's like oh we finally got an Outback so now we had someplace to eat other than just the Chili's and I died a little inside because I felt so bad for him uh, that sucks but, <laughs> but again the sweet irony is I don't I don't, I don't think Muncie's that far from Bonnie. from oh, Indianapolis yeah, 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 yeah. and Indianapolis food is again some really serious right. stuff so really good food surprisingly because so. you never would have think Indianapolis and good food but yeah, so yeah. meringues are super stiffed whipped egg whites with cream of tartar, sugar, just like you would Italian meringue, and then or sorry French meringue, and then you know you put your uh, almond flour in there. Don't I'm not giving measurements because this is not a recipe, but that's your basic your basic uh, <laughs> foundation for the macaroon shells. The point we're trying to get across here is the egg is insanely versatile, and I mean you can make you can make dessert from it, breakfast, lunch. You can make a burger fantastic, which is crazy to think that a burger could be better. Probably most things that you consume have egg, whether you realize it or not. I don't know how you fry stuff or um, or if you bread things, but actually, I take it back. I know exactly how you bread things because I have to ask you, and usually it's flour, egg, right. bread crumb, <laughs> or whatever your final... Yeah, so egg egg is gonna um, hold all that together. Your flour is gonna make the egg stick to the product, and the egg the egg's gonna be your binder for breadcrumbs. Or if you're using cornmeal or you know whatever ground item you want, 
to bread whatever item you're doing, whatever meat you're doing. Um, it doesn't have to be meat. It could be anything. But yeah. But yeah, I think my, my takeaways from here are I'm definitely going to make a scotch egg. I'm not going to try an ostrich or a goose egg. I'm sorry. Goose egg. And, I think you uh, need a Dremel if you get an ostrich egg. I think they're like really thick. <laughs> I'm just going to use a, a like a chisel. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm going to drill a little hole through the top. It's yeah. funny. Well, cool. So we ask our listeners, uh, you know, what is their favorite ways to have eggs? If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do so. We'd love to hear from you. Um, anything you want to hear for the next podcast or tell us what your favorite eggs for breakfast, lunch, or like we used to have growing up for dinner. What is your best experience? What may be your worst experience? If you have any questions on some of the things we've talked about or some of the things you want to hear, drop us a line at yomascookingcast at gmail.com. Yeah, James, I think that's uh, I think it's about it. I'm ready to start cooking. All right, me too. Hey, could you do me a favor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could you have a great day? John Favreau out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Hey, we'll talk to you guys next time. (laughs) (laughs) Remember our trap music. So it's, There you go.